0: I'm Colin Perry, and this is Life, Death, and Tarot. Hello, and welcome to Episode Seven of Life, Death, and Tarot. I'm your host, Colin Perry. I'm probably your favorite dual-certified thanatologist, and I'm okay with that. And today is a special day. I am recording this intro on April 10th, which is Harry's birthday. Harry is one of my two beagles. Um, Most of you are familiar with Ruby, because every single Tuesday on my personal Instagram, which is at imperry, Ruby just is I mean she's famous first of all and she knows it and so every Tuesday she gets dressed up sometimes she wears wigs sometimes she wears pearls and um, she just likes to put a picture of herself out in the world has nothing to do with her owner who might have a little bit of an issue it is all about Ruby anyway episode 7 today you guys get to meet Jen Um, And the the date of her original reading was December 29th, 2017. And there's an update at the end of this episode. Um, And the update Jen sent to me April 10th. So this is like super fresh. And what makes me really excited is it's been like four months since I actually talked to her. So you guys are going to be able to hear like, what's an update four months later? Okay. So homework, I just like to call this homework because it kind of is, um, homework, number one, paid tarot readings. So one of the ways that you guys have been able to support the podcast and, um, to be able to support my work in thanatology is by booking a paid tarot reading. And I've had several of you book them for yourselves. Um, and several of you book them for like as gifts for friends and family and stuff like that. Um, my time, available is shifting and so I think I'm gonna have to limit those or completely take them down as an option for um, a while and I'm not sure how long so if you've ever been interested in getting your cards read and you would like it done privately um, you know uh, a paid tarot reading might be something that you're interested in And as you know, from my perspective and the way that I read the tarot cards, it's more about um, themes and introspection and figuring out your own stuff. Um, It is not magical if you get a tarot reading with me. So paid tarot readings, you can find information about that on lifedeathtarot.com. Okay, another thing. So, this is the seventh interview episode, um, and technically the 14th episode total for this podcast. So, 14 episodes in, one of the coolest things that's happened is I wake up basically every morning to an Instagram message on my at Imperi account or on my at Life Death Tarot Instagram account, on the Facebook page, or an email where you guys are telling me some kind of experience that you've had. Um, Like maybe you started to read tarot for yourself or you started reading tarot for a friend or you bought your first tarot deck or you listened to one of my mortisodes and you had a conversation with someone in your life about whatever it was I talked about. So here's what I would like to ask you. (laughs) Number one, I love waking up and being able to hear messages like that and be able to talk to you guys. That is rad that is so so rad but what i what i have found out is happening um when people are looking like here's how people find this podcast number 1 people search the word grief in the iTunes store and it pulls up the disenfranchised grief episode then they go down and look at the reviews there's only 3 reviews then they may decide to not listen. So because the content that comes through the Life, Death, and Tarot podcast is kind of varied and also can be very specific, would you guys take the time to take like what you wrote to me but put it into a review so that it shows up in the app store? Because what I'm figuring out is people search for something They then read the reviews and then that's how they're making the decision whether or not to listen. So Cole's request, take your opinions, talk about a particular episode that resonated or what was interesting, write that into a review for me and put that there. Because if you think about it this way, um, I had someone tell me that the disenfranchised grief um, episode like really, really got to them and that she had had conversations with people at work about it. And it was like amazing for herself and the person she was talking to. But imagine if you're someone who searches grief in the app store and this like tarot podcast shows up, but then you see in a review, somebody wrote about how great that episode was. That's what I'm asking you guys to do. I'm asking you to help other people find the stuff that might help them. So if you got a second, pull up the app store, leave the podcast a review, and share what episode impacted you um, the most. I just told you how I get messages, which is cool, and I'm not trying to be like, oh my god, like. People like message me a lot. (laughs) It's not like that at all. And I'm not trying to come across that way. But I get all these messages. And Michael had a suggestion about being able to communicate with other people to maybe discuss some of the episodes that come up with other people who have also heard the episodes. And I guess this is like an ego thing. I don't want to sound like, um, oh, like... We need to have a group where everyone can like talk about it. But that actually makes a little bit of sense. Um, I, number one, don't know how to do that. I, number two, am scared. Um, I, number three, am the only person in the group right now. Um, So if you go to the Life, Death, and Tarot Facebook page, I clicked the little button to make a group on there. And um, it may not work. That's fine, but it might work. But I thought that might be cool so that every episode there might be room for discussion there. Um, and I also know that some of you like, okay, let's take the disenfranchised grief uh, mortisode. You might have other links or stories that relate to that. And I would I would love to see that. And I would love to have you be able to share your knowledge and experience with other people too. So let's kind of say that we're going to try to start a little group. And none of us are going to have high expectations for it, but we're just going to be willing to try it. So, if you go to facebook.com/slash you will find the podcast Facebook page group there. Speaking of that, um, every single episode, I create a blog post to go along with it, and I will link to the stuff that we talk about or touch on. the homework sort of portion for the episode. And now you guys get to meet and hear from Jen and get to know a little bit about her. I loved talking to her. And I think that you guys, there's a a lot of you who are in the situation she's in or are thinking about putting yourselves
1: in the situation that she's in. My name is Jen. I live in State College, Pennsylvania, which is right in the middle of the state. It's where Penn State um, University is located, where I went as a student, but um, moved away for a little bit and then came back where I live now with my husband. And it's lovely, but about 10 degrees outside right now. So I would rather be somewhere warm. I left my full-time job in June to pursue teaching yoga and kind of starting my own thing. So. Uh, it's inspiring to see other people doing the same and just kind of looking for, you know, a little guidance on like, yeah, this is the right thing. This is what's in store. Okay. So we're going to get started and here's how this works. So I have the
0: Rider Waite tarot deck in my hands right now, and I'm giving it a good shuffle. And what I'm going to ask you to do is you just tell me when to stop shuffling because then I'm going to put the cards down and split them into two piles.
1: Okay, um, I'll give you one All right, stop. Okay, so
0: I've set the cards down and I'm gonna split them into two piles. And then I just need you to tell me if I should put the right pile on top of the left or the left pile on top of the right. The right
1: pile on top of the left.
0: Now it's back in one stack and I'm gonna then spread the cards out evenly in front of me so that you can see an entire line of these guys. And then I'm gonna take my pointer finger and I'm gonna run from the left side all the way to the right. And you're gonna tell me when to stop to flip the first card, which is gonna be the card for your past. So you tell me when. Stop. We have the Seven of Swords in reverse. Now for your present card, starting from the left. Stop. We have the nine of cups in reverse. Now we're going to do the future card. Stop. Oh, and we have judgment in reverse. Interesting. So in this pool here, all three of your cards are in reverse. So tarot comes from like there's all these different deck traditions. There's new tarot decks that are coming out. There's really, really old ones. They like We trace them to all these different cultures and religions and just everywhere. Mm-hmm. And um, in the Rider Waite deck here, um, every card has two meanings depending on which direction it's pulled. And so all of yours are... In the reverse and when cards are in a in in the reverse position that sometimes puts like a different layer of things on top of um the like the themes that are attached to each card um and what's interesting in your future position you have the judgment card and the judgment card is part of the major arcana and the major arcana cards in tarot like the moon the stars judgment the like the world Those Mm -hmm. have to do with bigger picture, um, things that are bigger than yourself. Um, Depending on what tradition you're from, it might be said that, like, um, that's God, putting, like, God involving himself and putting, like, trying to influence you and put you on the right path, or a guardian angel, or ancestors that have gone before you. It just depends, but it's kind Mm -hmm. of something that's bigger than yourself and sort of an implication that... You don't necessarily have complete and total control of the situation. You can always control yourself and how you respond and how you act. But Mm -hmm. sometimes big stuff happens that you just have to sort of deal with and roll with. So that's showing up in your near future. So I would imagine that you are about to have a shift um, soon um, just based off of that. Because your past card and your present card are minor arcana cards, which are just kind of... It's not attached to that sort of bigger picture stuff. Sure. So you have... um, So what I'm going to do is read to you the traditional descriptions from the writer tarot deck, just the by the book, so that way you hear the original sort of tradition attached to it. And then we're going to layer on some things on top of it. So you have the seven of swords in reverse for the past position. A man, in the act of carrying away five swords rapidly, the two others of the card remain stuck in the ground a camp, close at hand. This card is traditionally attached to design, attempt, wish, hope, confidence, also quarreling, a plan that may fail, annoyance, and in reverse, it is associated with the ideas and concepts of good advice, counsel, instruction, slander, and babbling. So this is attached to your recent past, okay? Moving into the present, um, you have the Nine of Cups. And cups are attached to this idea of, like, abundance um, most often. And so this is reflective of the the sort of present moment, the near present. Okay. The goodly personage is feasting to his heart's content. An abundant refreshment of wine is on the arched counter behind him. This card means concord, contentment, like physical just just healthiness, also victory, success, advantage, satisfaction for you or the person for whoever you're thinking of or who we're talking about. Um, In reverse, this card is attached to truth, loyalty, liberty, but the readings vary and include mistakes and imperfections. So this is attached to your present, and we'll kind of jump into that. The Nine of Cups is a little bit of an interesting card. And then you've got Judgment for the Future. (laughs) The traditional meaning of the Judgment card, this has to do with change of position, renewal, outcome. When it's flipped, it has to do with uh, weakness, simplicity, deliberation, decision, and sentence. Okay. So those are the just the by-the-book initial reads for these cards. And I just want to ask you right out the gate, does this feel right? Does this sound like it's a reading for you? Or does it make no sense at all? Because sometimes we may just need to re-pull the cards, and I just kind of want to check in.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I think definitely the present feels really um, – it really resonates the contentment, satisfaction, healthiness, all of that sort of thing really feels um, specific and truth and loyalty, all of that. Um, I think I didn't write a lot of things down for the first card because I was listening to you um, but i I think the the part about you know it being focused on communication such as advice, counsel, that sort of thing feels that seems to make sense in terms of recent past.
0: Mm -hmm. Now, before you left your job in June and like made that transition, Mm -hmm. did you like consult with other people in your life before you did that and made that jump?
1: Um, not, not really, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I, I didn't, I, my husband and I really talked it through and he also made a career change at the same time. And that Mm. did come, I think with a little bit more deliberation and and maybe advice from a mentor, but I kind of was like, this is the thing that I want to do and I'm not going to let anybody talk me out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I didn't tell my parents really until after I had made the decision, which I think was kind of. Indicative of how I was making that choice, it wasn't. No, I don't want to tell you how this is gonna, go, or I I don't want to hear how you think it's gonna go. I want to tell you what what's happening. So maybe I didn't I didn't have advice or counsel. I just was like, Nah, I'm doing it.
0: Interesting. Well, so in in the symbolism that appears on this card, you have this guy that there's seven swords and he picks up five swords and he leaves two behind. So he's like, mm-hmm. well, the reality is I can only carry five. So d- I got to leave these two other things behind. But he's sort of making that decision. He did not ask for help. Like there's yeah. nobody else in the card that's coming behind to pick up the two swords that he sort of left there.
1: Um, yeah. I think that that the idea of leaving something behind um, was really, that really resonates. I wrote, I also write, um, and Mm -hmm. I kind of wrote a big blog post kind of announcing it to the world. And a lot of that reflection was like, this is the life I'm giving up Mm -hmm. to do this. Like I spent my whole life, I mean, college, high school, all of that stuff, studying something not particularly specific, but just a career path. I thought I was going to go down and then to give that all up and be like, no, it just because I invested time in it doesn't mean I have to do it. Mm-hmm. it was really hard for me, I think mentally. And, and so that's really, that's really interesting. It makes a lot of sense. Huh. Well, and you know, um, so the
0: nine of cups, which is your present card, this mm-hmm. is often called the wish card in tarot. And like when this shows up, this is sort of like the equivalent of you, you found a genie, you got to make a wish, and you're probably going to get your wish coming true. So this is yeah. like a card that people um, love, and it's positive no matter which direction the card is pulled. Mm-hmm. A lot of times in tarot, when cards are reversed, it has more of like a negative Meaning, So this card is one of the exceptions. And you have this guy that is sitting there and he's got like a table surrounding him in a U shape with all of these cups on it. And each of the cup, I mean, cups are abundance. Like they mm-hmm. they, they hold things, they help keep things lifted off of the table. So it kind of elevates <laughs> them. So he's kind of like, if you look at the card, he's literally sitting kind of pretty right now. And I'm wondering yeah. if this is reflective of your situation right now. Like are things pretty much in order? Things are like flowing pretty well, like there's no massive yeah. trauma going on anywhere.
1: No, it feels I mean, there's always uncertainty. And I think that's kind of I feel like I'm maybe on the edge of that, but just reflecting on like I made a decision and I didn't do a whole lot of like setting expectations for it, but it turned out, you know, I I work most hours of the week on teaching different classes and the place that I teach is really supportive of it mm-hmm. and you know, I stumble into these freelance projects that I have and and it just feels like, yeah, mm-hmm. pretty good. Mm-hmm. Maybe I didn't expect it, but um definitely feeling content with my choice. That's so good. Um, yeah. so there's a, a connecting like theme between your present mm-hmm.
0: card and your future card, and it has to do with spirituality or deepening spirituality. So with this nine of cups card. Um, this is attached to, um, like, it's like, it's, it's called the wish card because it's like, Oh, whatever you wished for, you're, you're probably going to get, or it's happening. So this is a really good time to dream like big dreams and like, don't limit yourself. Like think the crazy thoughts because you kind of have an open door. Um, but this card is also a sign, particularly when it's in reverse, which is what you got to go deeper, to go look below the surface. This would be a really good time. Like if there's some sort of workshop or something that you don't necessarily identify with or that you think sounds crazy, mm-hmm. might be a good time to try that. Um, this card is sort of a sign to, like, dig deeper, go underground. This card is attached to what the planet Pluto symbolizes. And so Pluto okay. is, like, Pluto's far out there, right? So he's far yeah. out. So it's a sign for you to do something in your life right now that is far out for you, takes you outside your comfort zone. And then we've got the Judgment card in reverse for your near future. Um, This has to do with, and I'm just going to hold this card up Mm -hmm. so that you can see it. We've got like, we have this angel in the sky and he's playing music down to the people below who are looking up to the sky, like worshiping this winged figure. So this card is usually refers to that there's sort of life changing decisions that are required or that are, um, that require a blend of intellect with intuition. And this is for your near future. Um, okay. it also has to do with sort of with this, this flavor of spirituality that has to do with something within you has been lying dormant and something's being awakened and brought to the light. From within you, like some people may have a big realization about what actually makes them happy, and they need to completely change their lives because they realize they built their lives around not what makes them happy. So it's that kind of deep inner knowledge that is mm-hmm. coming to your awareness, and that's 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 how that spirituality thing is connected. So this is sort of a sign you need to check in with what you actually really value what you what actually really makes you happy what mm-hmm. what kind of work you actually want to leave behind after you're long gone and step back and look to see if the pathway you're on with your physical life your material life is that in alignment with you know your who you are your values and all that sometimes those mm-hmm. things can get totally separate so this is a sign to check in with that because if you're disconnected you're going to end up not having a wish card, you're going to end up, you know, having to clean up a big mess that you've made for yourself. So check in, take a look, self-evaluate, dig deep, and expose yourself to weird shit. Um, that will probably <laughs> help you a lot. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I have um, a symbol recommendation for you. Um, mm-hmm. Tarot cards are beautiful because of their symbolism. And um, when we have a reading together, we can kind of pull um, – Symbols that might show up in your day-to-day life. Um, Keep an eye out for angel symbol, like angel symbolism. So like if you make a new friend and um, in her kitchen she has a shelf of angel plates and angel teacups, like Just pay attention to her relationship to you or if you go to a store and they have like an angel wreath on the door or something like that, just keep an eye out. Or if you're out drinking at a bar and there's a cocktail called the angel, like (laughs) just pay attention to angel symbolism and then pay attention to who you're with when you see it or what you were thinking about or what you're working on. Um, A good way to think of this is like, it's just like, you're just looking for little winks from the universe saying you're on the right path, stick with it, that kind of thing. So, yeah. So tell me about what your future plans are and does this like (laughs) confirm
1: them or give you things to think about? Sure. Um, so interesting that you said workshops. So I'm actually on Saturday starting, um, the yoga studio that I, or the studio, I guess that I teach at, um, one of the owners does the Baron Baptiste 40 day program, which I don't know if you've heard of this. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, for the, it, they were running it when I first signed up for my yoga training, so it kind of overlapped, and I didn't, and I had to pick one or the other. So it was like, eh, I wanted to mm-hmm. get yoga certified, and that was a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And then last year, I was just like, I don't know, I didn't feel like doing it, and I got to sub classes during it, and that was more important to me. And then this year, somebody was like, "Hey, are you going to sign up for this thing?" And I'm like, I don't know, I don't know, like it's yeah. kind of expensive, and it, it's forty whole days, and don't commit to every Saturday and early in the morning and then they were like you should you should just do it and so last week I was like all right fine and so I signed up to do it so that's that's
0: awesome also it's kind of a funny
1: little coincidence here (laughs) so
0: okay (laughs) so good
1: you're doing what you should be doing that's good the cards would approve (laughs) and that is a little out of my comfort zone I mean I think I'm I am happy to share things like I will write online and do like a really you know introverted introspective blog posts but then like in person I think I have this very like put together nothing's wrong super Mm -hmm. enthusiastic and you know I'm great everything's great and then I think this will be a little bit more like digging deeper and finding out like no like here's really the struggles here's how we get through them here's what's really going on so I'm kind of excited to go down that path a little bit with some new people and make those connections That's Um, so that's like the very near future I mean that's like Mm -hmm. next Saturday Mm But in terms of a little bit further out, um, you know, life-changing decisions, while I hope the one I just made was the right one, it feels like it was, um, I have kind of, it feels a little bit like at a crossroads of like, where do I want to take this? Do I just want to teach and, you know, let that be it? Or do I want to make more of an online presence and, Mm -hmm. you know, build that up? Or I also do calligraphy and I sold Mm -hmm. some things little while so then it's like do I want to follow that path a little bit more and um so I've been sort of playing around with that a bit and deciding where I want to go and what I want to do so I think that will hopefully those two things converge and after I go through this program I'll have a little bit better sense of like what's really important to me and and where I want to continue yeah my focus and putting your energy yeah and realizing that not everything needs to be a job. I think that's been hard It's like, oh i I'm good at this thing. it's I enjoy doing it. How can I make money off of it? <laughs> yes like, yeah, I totally get you that need to.
0: i'm I'm wired like that as well. um and earlier this year. I started looking at a system called the Enneagram, which helps you mm-hmm. figure out personality type stuff. And it aligns with the young system of like if you're like an ESFJ or an INTP. Yeah, I
1: don't remember what my – I did an Enneagram test for something and I don't remember what mine was.
0: I'm wondering if we're the same because um, I'm I'm a three, which is an achiever. And it's like I live for the to-do lists. Like if I'm going to pursue a hobby that I enjoy, I want to figure out how to like – Make money from it, or like have it be productive. Like, there's mm-hmm. not really anything that I do that just like floats and doesn't have
1: a purpose. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, no, I'm exactly. The, it's I'm probably that feels very familiar. Like, yeah, that would be how I label myself.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I feel like, um, like if I had to just. I don't know. So I like calligraphy as well. And I went to typeface design school in New York like several years because of course I had oh, to like awesome. get a certification on top of that. I could <laughs> yeah. never just, I would feel anxious just like pursuing calligraphy by myself and never like doing something with it. Like that mm-hmm. causes me anxiety. And I know that that's an area that I have to work on. Um, so anyway,
1: I understand sister. <laughs> I, I <laughs> yeah. i like just a brainstorm of like dump out everything that I like to do. Yep. And where's the connection piece? And then like, do I need to do all of these things, or can I literally just have a notebook and a whole bunch of pretty pens and like color for yes. fun? Yep. Maybe that's it. And yep. occasionally, when a friend gets married, help them out. Which With stuff? Yes. Is yeah. Fun. And that's so, why I learned it for my own wedding. So because I didn't want to pay someone else to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yep. Yeah, I'm like that too.
0: I'm like. Mm. I could do that at least as good as this professional mm-hmm. person. <laughs>
1: exactly, which maybe that wasn't the best idea. But. Yeah.
0: So I'm, I'm I'm wondering if you're an achiever type as well in the Enneagram. Um, and so this judgment card, because it's like this major arcana card, this is attached to like the bigger picture things like values. And so I would I would try to spend some time using that yoga knowledge to like really mm-hmm. identify what your core values are right now. And then mm-hmm. attach all of the things and the achievements and the stuff that we like to do, like assign those to each value, because it sounds like you and I are wired to like make things into lists and then categorize them from like a productivity standpoint, like what makes mm-hmm. money, what, you know, functions. But you and I are not necessarily wired to, to start from a value and then move outward. But I yeah. think that would probably be a great exercise for you to put yourself through. So. I
1: think it really would. It would give me some direction. Whereas I feel like I have like all of these like post-it notes everywhere and it's just like, Oh, here's today's. And then I like get sucked down this hole Yep. and I spend five hours making a website. Yep. And I'm like, that's not what I needed to spend five hours doing today was picking a font, <laughs> but I did.
0: Yeah. But here we are again. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. um, That's awesome, and thank you so much
0: for sharing a little bit more about your life because when people listen to this stuff, like, we all listen to hear hear ourselves reflected, in you know, and a lot of times this is something that a lot of people can identify with, that, you know, what is motivating you to do what you do? Are you doing it because it checks boxes or are you doing it because it aligns with your values and most of us could not rattle off the the three most important values that we have and that we hold Mm -hmm. dear i mean right like our culture does not train us to do that or value that kind of work but it makes all the difference once you have it figured out a little bit you don't have to figure it out all the way but just a little bit you know
1: Do you have any other questions about your reading? No, this was great. I was sort of expecting something with the moon to pop up because that's kind of a common theme when I have done these sort of things in the past. But um, maybe it's maybe there's a shift. Maybe there's been a change.
0: Well, there probably, it sounds like there's a shift because the moon is attached to reflecting the mm-hmm. light from other places and perhaps you are being a bit of a sun right now and Yay. moving into a position to allow other people to reflect your light and build you up so that's I like that interpretation yeah so oh uh, our friend tarot cards um oh, I th- yeah. ha- what what is your opinion on how tarot can fit into modern life
1: I think I th- I always think that there's place for things that allow you to kind of reflect and think deeper about yourself Mm -hmm. and I think we're almost in that place like I don't know if it's just kind of my age but um I think right now like there's just a lot of crap going on in the world and everybody's feeling really lost and sort of like how do I how do I fit into this and how can I make a difference and and how can I be a person in the world and not contribute to the crap that's going on Mm -hmm. and I think anything that tells you like This is what you should be doing. Think about your values. Really think about what's important to you. Think about where you're going and just move with a little bit more intention is like the biggest step to just getting out from underneath of this like hailstorm of just nonsense that's happening around us. So yes, yes,
0: that is some good insight. And I definitely (laughs) definitely agree. I feel like tarot is something that can just help you refresh or look at things that you haven't looked at in a long time and you know, that's a win-win for people. Um, I think tarot can be a challenge for some people because I know people that, like, obsessively, like, pull cards or they, like, won't make a decision without like mm-hmm. doing that. And I don't think that's healthy, but I think it's just yeah. like a nice little friendly voice that you check in with every so often. And to me, that's the best way to integrate tarot into modern day, much like a lot of these other esoteric practices, which you're familiar with, like with yoga and even yeah. certain types of meditation. It's not necessarily something that you can live 24 seven, but it's something that you can no. integrate into the bigger picture of your own individual life.
1: So. And just anything that you can do with more mindfulness. So even like, maybe this Maybe these didn't resonate with me, and I mean, they did, but if they didn't, even so, like, okay, that's just another perspective. And being open to as many things as you can and as many sources of inspiration and wisdom, I think, is super important. Yep. Narrow mindedness is really, I think, what got us where we are. So, yes, I would agree with you on that. Yes, yes, yes. It's nice to, to just hear other people's perspectives and opinions. Yep. Yeah. So now
0: I wanted to ask you: Is there anything that we can promote, or is there a place where people can look you up and find you online?
1: Oh, sure. Um, so I do have a website slash blog. Um, it's chasethelightwellness.com. dot com, and my Instagram is probably the best location, and it's photo Jenny. Oh, cool. Okay, great. So we'll make sure yeah, I couldn't I couldn't link them together because I just loved my Instagram name too much. That's
0: yeah, like, that's like that's a that's a good one. So I feel like pun. there's probably people who want that. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's a pun and it is a throwback to a Bell and Sebastian song. And oh. I was like, I got to I got to keep this. So they're <laughs> separated, but they're, I'm one in the same person.
0: Okay, awesome. Well, hey, have a good weekend. Thank you. You
1: too. Enjoy. Yes. And I really appreciate your time. Of course. Thank you so much for having me on. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. So
0: what did you guys think of Jen's reading? I thought it was, it was just very enjoyable. You know, this idea of like leaving things behind and um, sometimes making choices to let things go is hard, but what we lose sight of is that any time that you let something go, you're creating space for something new to come in. And it's like focus less on what you're losing and more on the opportunity for what you might be gaining. Now, this is this is reminding me of a of a phrase um, or, or, an idea that comes from Judaism, which I've always loved, and that's that a good rabbi can show you what to dig for and where to dig, but the digging you must do yourself. I'm going to share with you the update that Jen sent in and she sent this update in Tuesday, April 10th. This episode is going to go live on Thursday, April 12th. So this is fresh, 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 fresh. Okay. Here's what Jen says. During our talk in December, I mentioned that I'd signed up to be a part of a 40-day personal transformation program that started in the beginning of January. It ended up being such an amazing gift. I learned so much about myself, dove into issues I'd been really blind to or just subconsciously ignored, and had a big realization about my purpose. While I thought the hard part of my career transition was over, it turns out that it was just beginning. I had to reconnect with myself and learn who I am and who I want to be outside of the context of this professional, corporate-focused life I'd spent so many years building. I discovered that, yes, I like teaching yoga and fitness, but what I really love about it is being a leader and agent of change for my clients, The physical practice is a great tool for empowering them to see their own limitations and where they get in their own way. And it's a safe space to begin to push beyond their self-built walls. After some soul searching... I've decided to pursue a wellness coaching certification with the intention of deepening my authentic voice in the classroom and eventually to connect with female students in the university community where I live as a coach and mentor. While I don't begrudge or regret the choices and path that led me here, I imagine I would have had a much happier time in my 20s if I'd had someone to help me see more clearly where I was holding myself back. All that said, I finally feel like I've found my purpose, dropped all my bullshit excuses, got clear on what's important to me, and know the direction that I want to take my life. It feels authentic, true, and meaningful, and I finally feel like the me I want to be. So thank you for opening my eyes to the fact that this might be coming and for being so generous with your interpretation and suggestions. I love listening to the podcast. You have a genuine way of connecting with people and it's wonderful to hear others get some affirmations and guidance from the universe. If you guys want to find Jen online, you can find her on Instagram. She's at photo Jenny, J E N N Y. And her website is chasethelightwellness.com. Um, in her original update, she said that she actually purchased a tarot deck. And so I asked her, what was the deck that she picked? I was just curious. So she says that she purchased the fountain tarot and I'll link that in the episode notes because some of you might see that and be like, Oh my God, I want that deck. And she says that she bought a book through Biddy Tarot. Um, BiddyTarot.com is a really big, popular like tarot website. Um, And so she's been using that to just study the deeper meanings of the cards. Um, She also says this. She says, I haven't done much work with the actual deck yet. I'm reading through the book slowly and just trying to absorb the information. My plan is to use the deck to help inspire my yoga teaching draw a card when I'm planning my class theme each week, and use that as my foundation and inspiration. It feels like an authentic way to weave it into my life and get me comfortable with the deck and putting it into practice. Isn't that so cool? There is no right or wrong way to use tarot. And in fact, I think tarot can be an incredibly practical, useful tool. And in a lot of ways, I think that tarot can actually... Um, help all of us with creativity, um, which many of us, you know, think about how much junk comes into our eyes and our ears every single day from all the social media posts we see and just like ads that come into our ears and the stuff that we watch on TV and think about what our output is for some people. I feel like tarot can be a shortcut to producing or connecting with your own creativity, um, I just thought of a ridiculous example. So let's say that I'm going to use tarot to do chores in the house. Let's say that I pull the tower card. The tower card is like the um, shit is about to hit the fan card. So if I pulled the tower card, I might be like, (laughs) I'm not cleaning. I'm going to make it more of a mess. And then I'm going to feel better about it. Whatever works for you. I don't judge. All right. So this was episode seven with Jen. I hope you enjoyed it and I love, love, love now that it's been so many months I've been doing the podcast so I can check in with people now like four and five months later to get more of a substantial update. So to wrap up, please... You're welcome to find me online. We have an Instagram account at Life Death Tarot. I'm personally at Imperi on Instagram. And I just made a little Facebook group attached to the Life Death Tarot page and um, kind of scared about it. Um, and right now I'm the only one in it. Um, so if you want to jump in and talk about anything in the episode or share links that relate to what we talk about, please feel free. Um, I definitely need help from anybody who wants to sort of facilitate or be involved with that. Um, Thanks so much for listening. And I will see you guys next week with the next La Petite Mortisode. Bye.